0: what I am most afraid of, someone else will come along and see me, they may not know exactly what they're seeing, but they will see that shadow and they will be able to use it against me if I am not in a centered place in relationship to it, which means that sometimes I think we actually have lied to ourselves about fear.
1: Welcome or welcome back to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I'm your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the marvelous Sacred Walker. Sacred Walker transforms lives as a mental health therapist, interfaith minister, and Ivy League master speaker. Sacred specializes in love medicine coaching, a proprietary method of holistic coaching that supports visionaries and executives working in high-stress work environments. Clients include C-suite executives at leading companies like ESPN, BET, The New York Times, The New York Governor's Office, SUNY Medical Colleges, and more. Immigrating from Kingston, Jamaica, and using the resiliency from her painful past as her superpower, Sacred is an LGBT Afro-Jamaican pioneer who pairs her cultural experiences and elite education to provide her clients with holistic success strategies. She graduated at the top of her class from Union Theological Seminary in Psychiatry and Religion under the guidance of Dr. Cornell West and in partnership with Columbia University. She holds a master's degree in holistic psychology and interfaith ministry with advanced training in mind-body medicine. One of my favorite people on this whole earth We are both deliriously tired on this Tuesday that feels like a Monday, so there's going to be a lot of singing going on in this episode, that tired kind of singing. But before we get there, oh, it is such a pleasure to ask you, Sacred Walker, what do small business owners need to focus on this month?
0: I'm so glad to be here. What small business owners need to focus on this month as we enter into the season of event, event planning in spring? we need to focus in on taking care of ourselves so that we can boost our productivity and truly be successful. Looking at what's on our plate, looking at how we're feeling super overwhelmed, using some centering techniques and focusing in keeping the eye on the prize. That's super essential. Putting yourself first.
1: That's so interesting that right off the bat, you brought me this duality that we don't hear together very often, which is productivity and self-care, right? Like we think of self-care as an escape or a slowing down. And then productivity is obviously, you know, getting your shit done. So, So how do you see the relationship between those two forces that seem super related, but for a lot of people are the exact opposite? Absolutely. So it's interesting because I was
0: just, just having a conversation right before we spoke <laughs> and I happen to be a, a musical lover. So if I, I think in songs, So if I burst onto something, just know it comes from a loving place. But um, right before we talk. They're used I- to me
1: if they're <laughs> listening to this show, love, if you want right. to burst into in song,
0: we'll
1: <laughs> be like, oh, it's another Annie. Whee. Exactly.
0: <laughs> But the Afro-Caribbean version, exactly. Correct, (laughs) correct. So, you know, I was literally just speaking with someone earlier um, who is this amazing event planner who runs this amazing academy. And we were just talking about how creative entrepreneurs, specifically when we're in go mode, don't often take time for ourselves. And I'm literally going to be doing a training for them on how self-care can boost your productivity and success as a creative entrepreneur. What I find is that I call it the busy mind, the mind that has those bad, what I call the brokenhearted, anxiety-driven decisions where your mind it doesn't mean you're bad, but you're having a bad moment where your mind is just on 10. And as a recovering, anxious, ambitious leader, my mind can be so super busy, so in a swirl. All the things feel like they need to happen right now, why am I not there yet? Why haven't I hit my million dollar mark? Why haven't I had the book get published? Why haven't I done all the things and still made time for all the people and all the checklists, right? It can feel like it all needs to happen today when our mind, when our neural pathways are on go. And so I created this whole tool called Rise and Shine to help people to sort it through so that you can center yourself sink in and land. And what I find again and again is if we do not sink in and center ourselves, we can spend hours spiraling in a circle versus minutes focusing in intentionally when we take time for ourselves to know what the next step is and say, this is actually what success looks like for me. So instead of it being the million things to get to your million, it's the one focused action intentionally that takes you one step closer to that next goal, right? So you can feel like a million bucks while you're getting there. And people don't often talk about that. They talk about feeling busy versus actually feeling centered so you can be productive and clear.
1: Right. And you're saying productivity as accomplishing your high value, necessary, critical, needle moving things, not just crossing another thing off the to-do list, another little task, another piddly little thing, right? And I think that's so huge because you also brought up this idea of, of anxiety and how it affects decision making. And as a strategist, I see this all the time, but it's one of those things where when we're so up close to it, we don't see it. But I know in my own business, if I get myself a bird's eye view on recent history, I will be able to spot instantaneously the decisions that I made out of desperation or fear. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. The decisions I made out of not even scarcity or lack, but like, ah, like anytime I desperately need a cash infusion in my business, I make worse choices because I make them from that place of lack and anxiety. And so it has this like sort of reek of desperation that I'm not attending, especially when I'm trying to be at my most magnetic, when I bring that anxiety to my decisions, it feels forced and desperate and a little cheap and a little scary, which doesn't work for me. And so I love this this suggestion, this mandate from you of, of bring it in, center, ground, Right. Like make these decisions from a place of personal power, even if you are that anxiety. So in that anxiety space. So how do we bring it back in? How do we center?
0: Absolutely. So these are really key questions and they're they're layered and we go more deeply into it in our Limitless Mastermind, um, Limitless Leaders Mastermind. So I just want to make sure we're going to touch in a little bit, a little secret sauce, a little sacred sauce. And then we'll do a (laughs) deeper dive. We'll do a deeper dive when you're connected to our, you know, our core community. Um, but I just wanted to say write on, preach on, love on, uh, Annie, because exactly what you were saying was like, what happens when we're moving from this place and how our money and how our emotions, oftentimes people don't talk about how imposter syndrome literally will rob our wallet if we're not careful. So how do we center ourselves, Right. One of the things that we talk about in the first module of the Limitless Leaders Mastermind is looking at centering practices, right? What does it look like when we get to the root with the support of someone to be able to understand what are the things that are triggering us? What is the voice inside saying, right? That is really, really key. When we first step, just understand what we're telling ourselves. I had the biggest revelation the other day. Spirit said to me, do you know what you are most afraid of? I had to get super clear. Do you know what you are most afraid of, right? Because if you don't know what you are most afraid of, then someone else will see it and be able to use it to their advantage in a way that will not benefit me. I had to get real about that. As someone who believes in love, yeah. love and power and beauty and optimism, and the love is at the core of everyone love. Oh my gosh, such a fairy child. I had to get real. If I don't know where my, what I am most afraid of, someone else will come along and see me. They may not know exactly what they're seeing, but they will see that shadow and they will be able to use it against me if I am not in a centered place in relationship to it, which means that sometimes I think we actually have lied to ourselves about fear. Have no fear. Run from fear. Fear is horrible. Fear. It's like the scary green eyed monster. It's like, it's like, I love comics. Like I just imagine this like glob fear crawling out of the crawl spaces, right? (laughs) It's like, I don't get that shit. Excuse my French. But um, if we think about fear, fear can teach us, right? So I'm gonna name one of my fears. One of my fears that was really driving my thoughts and having me spiral in the morning was that I would not feel wanted and people would not want what I bring into the world. Had to get real yeah. on it. Had to get real on it. So what was I starting to do? Bring, bring on all, all the people. Let me gather all the team members. Let me gather all the people that can tell me, oh my gosh, this thing is good. Let me do all the things. Let me eat (laughs) eat all the sugars. Let me eat all the foods that are going to make me feel really high inside in the morning to tell me to think this thing is good. Let me attract all the people (laughs) that will tell me all the things because secretly they know that if they get in the foot in the door, they can use me as an opportunity versus as a friend, right? Because I wanted to feel wanted. And when I realized, guess what? This thing inside of me would not have been planted in me, for me anyway, as someone who is spirit-led, spirit as someone who's a mental health therapist and an interfaith minister, I had to get clear, why would the God of my understanding put something inside of me to bring out into the world and create a world that wouldn't want it? That yeah. woke me all the way the heaven up. That woke me all the way the heaven up. I was like, okay, wait a minute. So the gift that's in me That is meant to be able to touch people's lives and will help to transform the lives of one million visionaries to help them take better care of their mind, body, health and well-being so that they can make their vision possible. That gift. If alone that gift, why would God, spirit, universe, ancestors create a world that would be so horrible? that it would consistently reject the very thing that I was uniquely built to create as an act of love. Why would spirit do that? And I had to get clear on that. And so instead of running and adding onto my plate a million things, I focused on one. In order for me to be successful, I need to bring this thing out in the world so that people can be limitless. And I think that we need to, we need to look at that. If I didn't face my fear, my fear is not my best friend. That glob is not my best friend because you know what? Every morning I'm looking in the mirror like, damn, I want you. You, You're delicious. Let's go, right? Let's go. We're going to be in a dance because if I don't want you, someone else is going to come along and make me believe that they want me more than I do. And then I'm fucked up. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Yes.
1: I started a fight. Oh, my God. I love it. Like, have I told you today that you're a freaking powerhouse, my (laughs) beloved? Like, oh, (laughs) Oh my my God. God.
0: Yeah, talk to me, Annie, because you're amazing. I'm so glad to be here.
1: I just I love what you're talking about, about like getting to the point of self-awareness where you choose and validate your damn self. Right. And and I think, you know, because in the midst of all of this, like power and presence and how you show up and how you make decisions and all of these things at the end of the day, it's like what you think about yourself matters. It matters. It matters so much. And we talk about stuff like imposter syndrome or doubt or fear. And it's like, it all goes into the idea of where you're getting your dopamine and your validation from. It's like, you know, are you eating the sugar? Are you pounding the coffee? Are you, you know, trolling the socials? Are you begging in the DMs? What are you doing? And, and you know, I picked a little fight. I didn't go anywhere, but I picked a little fight with author Chris, with author... Chris Gillibo on his Instagram yesterday because he posted this thing that was like, life hack, stop caring what people think. And I was like, I am who I am because I care what people think. The trick for me is not not caring what people think. I am made better by the fact that I care what people think, and that I am always in tune with the people around me. But what I had to do to stop pulling myself out of that as self-deprecation is realize that people's opinions don't grade or degrade me. And that what I think about myself is the only opinion that matters in the moment. So, okay, I put something out. I think it's really good. I get some, you know, YouTube haters being like, oh, weird, little, loud, fat person. And then I'm going to be like, okay, am I going to let this person mess up my self-perception today? The answer now is no. When I was younger, when I was more desperate, when I was more afraid, then the answer could have been maybe or definitely yes. But now I'm like, no, you don't get to dull my shiny because my shiny has to come from me. I have to see it first, right? Like if I don't see it, ain't nobody going to see it. So I love that it's like, validation and magnetism and and all of these things coming in. But yeah, I was just like, well, I don't know if it's just like tuning out the opinions of others. I don't think that's necessarily it. But what you're talking about looking in the mirror, that's like choosing yourself. That's like magnetizing your dang self.
0: Absolutely. I think you hit it
1: completely on the
0: head. We underestimate the ability especially as empathic and historically excluded entrepreneurs for the importance of actually having a deep care for what other people think. It can both connect us with other people, and it can also throw us all the way off center all at the same time. And that's the dance. That's the tricky part. I hear again and again and again, so many people say, why did I care so much. Why did that thing stick out? Why did I hear a hundred compliments? And that one person who, after I did my presentation or after I, a good you know, friend and colleague of mine published her book and had all these people coming up, amazing New York times, bestselling author, impactor, black excellence, powerhouse, and had one person say something so demeaning about her body and so demeaning about her beautiful dark chocolate amazing skin and had that stick in her and wondered why did i allow this to impact me and after doing work together was able to feel and show up in a more centered and grounded and confident way but we have to acknowledge that when we're in the bible when we're in the business of peopling, we're going to care number 1 number 2 you know what We can show up and be exactly the cookie cutter of what society says we're supposed to look like, or we can show up in our fabulous, delicious, dark skin, dark brown, light skinned, peach skin, yellow skin, purple skin, all the things. And guess what? One person will always have something to say, right? Always have something to say. And we have to remember to connect back, take a deep breath and listen to our heart many people don't know this 50% of the reason why people go to the doctor when they go to, for their heart, half the time is for things that are heart related, that are physical. And the other half are purely stress. Oh, I yeah. feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a heart attack. I feel like I'm having a panic attack. My <laughs> heart is burning. My heart is, and majority times than not, it's because something literally pained our heart. And those moments when someone looks at you like, oh, you're just a little full figured person or someone looks at me and it's like, oh my gosh, look at her locks. Oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that. Guess what? My locks are a crown. All right. Yeah. I get to connect back in and remember who I am and remember that the source of who I am is love, right? I've got to, but I've got to work with someone to sometimes connect with that and heal that so that the voice inside my head and the voice that's talking to me are not one and the same.
1: We all need that. We all need the Mufasa in the sky moment. It's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. remember. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, that needs to happen like in a Target when we're like having a rough day and like buying our cat food every now and then. It needs to be like, do, 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 And right. you'll be like, oh, right. oh, James Earl Jones yes. is coming. Absolutely, coming. He's coming. He's coming to tell me to remember who I am. He's coming (laughs) in the start right now. Right? But it's like that everyday epiphany, that everyday reminder of like, hold on. I am, I I freaking love the phrase in the business of peopling. Like I am in the business of peopling and also I am a people.
0: Right, exactly. So I'm going to, if they say no like, and trust the like part, you're going to kind of want to feel liked And you're going to kind of want to feel like you can hear and tune in and listen in. We're empathic listeners because we take in what people say and we care about it. That, by definition, is the power of deep listening. So Mm. the whole thing about it feeling deep is that sometimes toxic things slip into our river water and into our bloodstream too. We just have to detoxify. And so we talk about how do you detoxify your heart and also your home? Now, I have to admit, when you were talking about James Earl Jones, you know how I actually pictured? I pictured Robin, who was the Black Lightning. She was Thunder. She also played Robin and Whitney Houston as her girlfriend. That would be my voice. I'm sorry. I know I know my, my very amazing, soon-to-be husband, amazing male of trans experience. Hi, he's my one and only. Hi Miles, he's my one and only. However, okay? Robin, should she come in the voice of spirit <laughs> in the aisle of the target and thunderclap and go, remember who you are. you are love and 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 bring with her that one of the ebooks from our masterminds like oh, and she starts whispering <laughs> sweet nothings to me um i might double blink i'm not going to turn my head because i know what i have but i'm just i'm just that was a shameless plug for yes um <clears throat> i will take it say, okay just saying just yes, pointing out the
1: Just saying, you know. I love that our revelations are happening (laughs) in Target, right? I, I, you know, I just love that you're like, I won't turn my head because I know what I have, but I will double blink. I feel like, you know, we're talking about getting seduced away from your future husband Miles here, but I think opportunities that aren't right for us do that too, where you're like, I won't turn my head, but I will double blink. And I that's think that right. that's so totally true. It's like, <laughs> ooh, we get tempted, right? We get that's tempted, right. oh, you should do this quickie marketing gimmick or do this flashy mm. thing or, like, you know, take on this partnership where you're not going to get really anything out of it or slash your prices or, you know, any of these things that we get kind of talked into. And it's like, oh, I will, I'll double at that opportunity. But Mm -hmm. I'm not going to turn my head so because I know what I have and I know who I am.
0: That's that's right. But see, but what you just said, which is important because I like the twist on it. I was thinking, okay, God knows how to get my attention. So, of course, you would send um, you would send thunder across to send the message. I'd be like, amen. (laughs) But I like where you're going with this because that was a nice twist. So I think that that really speaks into understanding what is motivating you and really connecting in with your mind, body and spirit goals. Um, one of the things that I talk about as we're kind of gearing up for our group coaching together is understanding your motives. And when I think of motives, I think of four areas. Do you mind if I share them with you? Come on, people? Baby. Okay. So when I think about what motivates me and how I define for today, this is the area that I'm going to accomplish in order to make this day successful, right? When I check in with my highest self and I say this one thing, I think of these four areas. I think of am I currently being motivated by freedom? Meaning that I want to feel free. I want the freedom to be able to feel free on the inside. I want to feel clear and confident. I want to be able to, the freedom to travel or the freedom to be able to make sure that I know I grew up, very poor in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and now have a thriving business. I want to make sure that none of my children or grandchildren have to want for the things or are afraid to ask for things the way that when I was younger, I was afraid to even ask, oh my gosh, mommy, can I have that? Because I didn't want guilt to come, right? It's freedom, your motivation, right? So that can be financial or emotional freedom. Is it novelty? Like you're good, you're set, but you really want to bring something new out there. Like, I want to do something cutting edge. I want to bring something new that's going to be able to do an expansion, right? Is it community, right? So am I motivated by the feeling of bringing people together? I want to see people brought together, connect in community. I love being a connector. Um, And the key to being, if that's my motivation, I need to make sure that if I connect other people, I don't connect myself out. I don't connect other people and then forget to bring to the table what I have my gift as, right? So is that my motivation? So we have community, novelty, freedom, and the last one, acknowledgement. Now here's a tricky thing. Motivation acknowledgement means I may have been doing this for X amount of years and I want someone to see it. An acknowledgement can be in the form of, I'm a creative who wants to publish my book, right? I'm a creative who wants to be able to have an acknowledgement through an award, or one of my goals is to be able to do a TED talk or be on Essence, um, Essence Well or Essence Live Stage, right? I want to acknowledge, or even maybe acknowledgement can be advancing your career, right? So if we have those four areas: novelty, freedom, community, and acknowledgement. Getting clear on what is your motivation for today, which means that mm. if i get clear that right now things are in a place where i am good i'm set but i've been spending the last 10 years going you know what i'm i'm tired i don't i don't need anybody to acknowledge me i don't people should know already how dare they but deep down i know that i have been waiting to ask for that promotion i've been waiting to finally go ahead and launch my flagship program and focus in. I've been waiting for that book that's been sitting on my shelf to come out there. Then it's really important to say, you know what, real talk, I need acknowledgement. So I'm not getting validation from the wrong areas. I'm getting ra- validation from my book. I'm getting mm-hmm. validation from the, the client that I, the big client that I said, you know what, let me not approach them because I'm not good enough. And technically people, have your experience Are stepping up to the table, go for it, right? That's gonna be my motivation. Or, flip side, if I know my motivation is freedom, right? If I know my motivation is freedom, then you know what? I might need to get real. Maybe I'm doing all of these things to help build community, which is powerful. I'm having those times, but I might need to spend two hours on a Saturday and I might need to focus in and say, I am focusing in on making sure that I'm financially solid. And I'm going to put two hours aside to focus in on creating a high ticket offer that's going to touch the lives of people that are going to help them to transform this area of their life, right? So when you get really clear on what's motivating you, you don't have to feel guilty for the fact that you're focusing in on, I'm going to help people build community. I'm going to bring people together so that they can put on connections and that they can feel like they belong because they have not felt that way in other spaces. That is my gift, right? And that is true, right? So when I get clear on that, I might spend the morning putting together a retreat that I can take visionaries away versus spending the morning doing all the things, taking out the trash and running. I might put that money toward getting a housekeeper, right? Because I am clear of my motivation. Do you see how now when we get clear on our motivation, we don't have to feel guilty for pursuing our goals because we understand what is my real end game. And sometimes working with a coach to get clear on what that is for a centered place can be supportive.
1: I think that's so huge because we're talking about visionaries today and we're talking about, you know, this beautiful benevolent, I want to stand up and, and make the world different and evolve us and, you know, raise the vibe of the planet and all these things. I have a vision. I have, you know, a goal that is bigger than me. And yet so many people fall into the trap that they're like, oh, visioning is selfish, even though it's benevolent, even though it's for the world, even though it's so much bigger than us, we still get in this idea of, well, me as visionary, I'm taking up too much space. Or me as visionary, I'm talking too much about myself. And that is a fine line to walk. But I love that you're saying like, get your acknowledgement, get free, get out there, go ahead and do it. Because we are in service through the vision, the vision is our delivery to service. So what are some of the other things that you think visionaries get hung up on?
0: That's a very good question. Um, I think that there is a misnomer that you need to be on and popping and confident and be able to always have it all together all the time. And if you don't have it all together all the time, every single moment of every day, that means that you're weak and you're not able to do what you were called to do. And I'm going to get real with it. I think that sometimes, especially, I see it amongst women visionaries. Women of color visionaries, LGBTQIA visionaries, um, people of color visionaries, creatives. Especially when, like Erica Badu says, you feel sensitive about your shit. Mm-hmm. When so, when you are, you have to be on. Right, you have to be on. You have one voice. I almost imagine it. Oh my gosh, I know I'm gonna say something, but this is gonna be terrible. I because I for those who love Bobby Brown, forgive me. Okay, <laughs> but imagine if. Whitney Houston minus the even even angels have their scars, right? So we know that she, you know, has a history of substances, but we're gonna imagine her as being an angel. And let's say Bobby Brown is the devil on the other shoulder. Let's just say that. Just for just for just for qualms. I'm not saying that he's the devil, but let's say on the on the other shoulders.
1: Whitney Who is and, listening and to my show <laughs> rushing to defend Bobby Brown? This is it. what I want stop it. Stop it. <laughs> let me
0: let me get out the analogy.
1: Okay. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Fine. If you
0: want to put, I I, I didn't say all of new additions. I just said Bobby. I said no. Whitney. I love it. Okay. You're like if, yeah. you're, if you're if
1: you're <laughs> you're like I'm gonna say something. Like no offense to Bobby Brown, offend Bobby Brown. Go ahead. Go to, ahead.
0: I'm about to offend Bobby Brown because I come from a history <laughs> of domestic violence, and I don't I don't I don't mess with it. So I was like, oh no, Bobby, you are gonna have to be the devil on the shoulder today. So
1: yes, yes. Okay.
0: So say we have Whitney on one shoulder as the angel, right? Singing like. You're the greatest love of all. She's trying to whisper into you, like, you know, special moments, and the greatest love is you. And she's trying to whisper. And you got Bobby on the shoulder. Bobby on the shoulder. For those who saw the movie, I need you to please have the reference. He's got Bobby on the shoulder, just whispering in your ear, like, what? Wait, what? You're trying to, you're trying to connect with your best friend. Wait, you're trying to, you're trying to go out there. You're trying to distract from me. Are you serious? And you have the two voices, right? The Bobby voice is the voice of the world that throws stuff at you, throws life quakes at you, throws SHI double hockey sticks in your face, tells you that you're not good enough, and then still expects you to be strong and an everyday superhero all the time. What kind of mental health breakdown is that? If we think about it, right? Cognitive dissonance. When I feel like the world is like, Bobby Brown in your ear like, oh no, you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing without me. You know you need me. You know you need this. You need this. Now that was my alter ego, Bobby Brown. I don't know if that's how you talk, Bobby, To reach out to me. I'm not saying that you speak that way. However, let's just say that that's the one voice and then you still have to put on this mask because guess what? As a historically excluded executive, you have a history of having to be strong in the face of feeling broken down. So what happens is, you are constantly on, constantly strong. And there's, a, there's power in that. There's power in turning your pain to power, I'm not taking from that. But then there's the angel there. There's the, the Whitney angel that says, You can have had your scars. You could have had, I'm a recovering addict. I was addicted to validation. I was addicted to um, shopping. I was addicted to toxic people and all kinds of other things. We all have our addictions. You can have your scars. Right, but guess what? You can still pursue your dream. Someone is going to tell you that you are going on to a show. There was a scene in the movie that she went on, and her mama, right before she went on, said, Baby, they should have lightened your face a little bit, they should have made you look a little different, they should have this, they should have that. And guess what? She still got out there and sang her heart out, even with all the pressure. Right, that voice inside that says, Even though you might feel like you have shortcomings. You're still good enough, right? That part, right now, the world is hungry for authenticity. The world is hungry on the other side of COVID and Black Lives Matter and and all of the issues in the world, inside and outside, an increased awareness of the need for mental health support. The world is hungry for an authentic self that says, you know what? I have my scars. The scars make me who I am. And as a result, I still show up in confidence. I'm not telling you my story because I want you to feel sorry for me. I'm telling you my story because it's a part of my strength. And that is the angel on the other side that sometimes coming into communities that help you feel limitless can help you to remember, right? But the Bobby side is the one that's gonna have you sitting up in your attic, Uh... looking at yourself, Feeling like I can't leave the house if I am not all together, right? And that is a real place. So I just wanted to say that that piece, that piece around like that angel Bobby voice, sometimes we need to listen to the voice that says, even with our scars, we can still show up and be ourselves. And the world-
1: Hell yes!
0: Forward. Yep. Yeah. And he, yes. you're, you're a testimony for this. This is why I love you, Annie. You are a testimony for the way that you show up authentic and powerful every single day. And I'm sure everyone who listens in loves that.
1: Oh, but I mean, it is scarred. Like I got scars, you know, I got trouble. I got all the things, but it's like, but at the end of the day, there's a point where you either, keep finding the next Bobby Brown or you internalize and become your own Bobby Brown. Ooh, and ooh. I don't want to be my own Bobby Brown. I want to go out on stage without my mom saying offensive shit to me and mm. not my actual mom. Mom, calm down. I'm not talking about you. I could just see the email now. Um, there But, is. you know, I want to go out and be able to sing greatest love of all without a black eye. You know what I mean? Like, and and I would know that that's self-wounding, right? Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of wild. And then also you're like, Bobby Brown, you reach out to me. Bobby Brown, you leave my sacred the fuck alone. Right. That is you stay as far Listen. away. And let's just throw in like everybody, like everybody that belongs in that same car. I'm talking like Joe Jackson, Chris Brown, <laughs> everybody, stay away from sacred. That Go. part, that part, right? and the, and the sacred within yourself.
0: There's something that we have to look at, and we don't often look at is like how do we create sacred space within ourselves? When you have Ooh. those folks who are all the way popping up, you know, we the, it, it's so interesting how people talk about like. I need to get rid of toxic relationships. I need to get rid of toxic relationships. You know, the, the thing about uh, the thing about the way that magnetism works, okay, as a metaphysician, the way that ma- magnetism works, right? I am at all times in conversation with the universe. I am in conversation with the universe. Not everybody shows up in our life is meant to stay in our life. Right. So when someone shows up at the door, And the part of us that when, see, but this is why we when we take time to do the work, one of the things we talked about in the mastermind is looking at how do we cultivate sacred space within ourselves. And one of the things we ask is, what are one of the blocks inside after you use the tools? What are one of the blocks that you're now seeing when you center yourself? And how can we work through overcoming that block? You know why I say that? Because that same thing that is in me that is hungry for feeling wanted, guess what? That same person who's coming up to me and trying to rap to me and talk to me and blah, blah, blah. The minute that I make them not feel wanted as a queer woman of color, right? Walking down the street, that same, right? That fear of rejection, that's actually what they're putting on me. It's just coming out in different ways, right? So, you know, I had to make peace with my own Bobby Browns of my life. I had to make peace with the parental figures in my life that were like the Bobby Browns because I had to make peace with the Bobby Brown in me. The same way that rejection is showing up like, I need to control you in order to reinforce the fact that I don't feel control inside myself. That's that same energy of, okay, now I'm attracting people that are trying to control me because I in myself need to feel wanted. This is why becoming your own best friend, y'all, whew, if, if we can do it now, we're doing a whole retreat on this, so I'm not going to give away all the gems. However, <laughs> when I tell you that ability to be able to do what what did Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston came off, off one of the jets one day and her, ro- her and Robin were walking together and giggling and talking and kikiing, that kind of love, if you have it on the inside of you, that little uh-huh. person on the inside of you that when someone comes up to you and you want to rescue them and you want to coach them into being their best self and they are not your client. Okay. Let's talk about it. They're not your client and you want to coach them into being their best self. They're not your mentee. They're someone who has shown up. We get to say, am I choosing to invite you into my inner sacred space with my mm. best friend Robin slash thunder slash best friend of Whitney Houston. Or maybe, you know what? My inner child that is sweet and beautiful and likes to smell lavenders and likes to blow daffodils and puts to this day, I swear to God, puts fairy crowns on her head every Friday on her goddess day for herself. Mm -hmm. That space cannot take someone who is going to be mean to my inner child, No. and it doesn't mean that I'm not strong enough or confident enough or badass enough. It means that I honor my inner sacred space, so that I am taking time, so that I can really feel centered. How are you gonna feel centered if you got a-, a glob inside of you talking all that <laughs> shit? So I love just the glob back. About. I know <laughs> the glob is like I'm not never went away. <laughs>
1: it's just like. You know, it's so funny because what I want to say now, and I'm like, oh, I'm going here, is what if I believe your inner children are the future? Treat them well and let them lead the way. Yes. Show them all the beauty. I'm not even going to act like I'm a singer. That is exact. That is it. I mean, I don't, I don't have head. fun. Like no, no babies have come <laughs> through this I can't, uterus. I can't with you. And can't. therefore I'm like, you know, children, <laughs> other people's children are the future. But for me, I believe my inner child is the future. Exactly.
0: That same inner child that says when she feels cared for, comforted and cherished, says, I believe in you, right? That same. And what if we were to say, not only our inner child that we need to take time and we talk about honoring your inner child and taking time to create space to play and even do a whole like play time together, you know, in the experience. And what if we were to say that, as I know we have mother's day coming up and some people are like, well, maybe I may or may not have had the best relationship with mom, or maybe my mom was amazing, or maybe I'm a parent, or maybe I'm not a parent, but you know what? We're also birthing visions and our inner child is they're saying, like, I believe, right? Not because children are naive, but I believe children trust. Children trust, right? They trust that their parent, you, as the adult, are going to take good care of your inner child. And they trust that whatever vision is coming up on the inside that is being birthed, just like the inner baby is getting birthed, Needs love too, right? And so we got to think about it. Like, what's in your soil
1: for your vision? Wit sings a lot of songs about belief. Doesn't she? Like, I'm just sitting here being like, that woman loves the word believe. I believe children are the future. I believe in you and me. That's right.
0: I know, I know. I honestly feel like if I can break out every single eight-track or single record <laughs> that I have of Whitney Houston singing, or even her talking about like, I gotta dance with somebody, I with somebody who loves me. And half the time yeah. you see her dancing, she dancing by herself. Oh, right? yeah. Like this. Yeah, she wants like, to feel the heat with somebody, but until dancing. she does, she's still dancing. That's right. That's right. Because guess what? That that heat that Bobby brought wasn't it, but that's for another conversation. <laughs> so nonetheless, but no for real. <laughs> no for real. So maybe that's something that listeners are tuning in do right now or when they have a free moment put on a song at the end of the day we talk a lot about this with clients at the end of the day take
1: your inner child in a dance party
0: pop on the song i want to dance with to a somebody. key change
1: with, you yeah with a key change like that's the thing Witness. is like whitney whitney, whitney has whitney. like whitney. all the levels so whitney's got levels. like the slow songs that stay slow she's got the fast songs that stay fast and then what? she's got the surprise you songs that just smack you. That,
0: see, that listen in a, in a loving way, though. It's in like a loving smack, a loving smack. A like loving
1: a love smack. Not a love tap, a love tap. Right. not a Bobby Brown full on. Not a smack. That, but, see, that part, that part. Right. Come but on. like, you know, people yes. are like, oh, but Whitney sang anthems. You know what I mean? Yes, like, oh. She, did, she, she
0: also sang, which I did not know after watching the movie. Obviously, I have become... I need, you know, I need y'all to understand that I am not that person that usually puts people on a pedestal. I'm like, we're all human. We're all equal. But when I tell you, when I heard Whitney Houston sing the national anthem, mm. okay, as somebody who and the immigrant in me was like, I can't stand this country. Uh, 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 ooh, eh? However, <laughs> okay,
1: right. I
0: literally... Was like I put my hand on my heart. I was like, and the home of the brave. I was crying. <laughs>
1: like you're like I get it. She, it I get. It. That's
0: what I get it with me. And the, the 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 planes overhead. When I tell you that woman, <laughs> that woman, not even she can't even sing. Okay, as we say in community, she could sing like she. Yeah. She yes at a hundred percent. The only thing I will say though, which I didn't realize was how people were trying to comfort her as yeah. if she couldn't. I didn't realize that there was a whole, like, comeback that she, like, fell off and went to rehab and she did her work, right, and then came back but was still struggling and wrestling inside. I didn't realize what it took for her, speaking of octaves, to sing, like, multiple ballads back to back to oh, back. Oh,
1: yeah, no. To-
0: T- g- listen, listen,
1: and act.
0: By the way, and Let's throw
1: in Come on all now, the with the Kevin
0: Costner. You
1: oh. listen.
0: Get that bodyguard. Oh.
1: Get Stop that it. bodyguard. Get that. What is it? preacher's wife. Get all of preacher's it, I know Get that. All of it. <laughs> but she, Just... but
0: she always, she always finding a way. She always finding a way. I was like, you could tell she, a, she got that, she got that church soul. She always find a way to slip in a little, a little something.
1: Listen, right? And then she's like, hold on, I'm Double bored. Black. Prince of Egypt.
0: Throw that in. <laughs> right not? You know what? I, okay, so do not, for those who are tuning in, do not revoke <laughs> my Whitney card. I have never seen Prince of Egypt.
1: I don't think you have to see it. You just need okay, to have heard good. that song. That part. Okay. Right? One of her big, <laughs> like, duets. Right? But even so, oh my God, another song. There can be yes. miracles yes. when you when believe. You believe. When why is the girl believe. is obsessed with yes. belief? But see, but
0: that's the thing because honestly, at the end of the day, she had to believe in herself. And you know that her father, I didn't realize her father was all kind of mismatching things with the finances. This is why, even when you believe uh, in yourself, you need to be watching who's in your circle. Because I was like, yeah. Oh, everybody's getting a promotion in the jet. Okay. So she was believing and singing and she was like, you know what? Despite all of this, I'm going to believe like, oh gosh. When I tell you, I love me some Whitney. I do. I do. And I love me some Robin. Just again, once again, just want to put it out there.
1: Love This episode is just as much about Robin (laughs) as it is about Whitney. And I think that is fantastic and would piss off Bobby Brown so much. (laughs) So much. And pissing off Bobby Brown is something that I uh, enjoy. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I will send you back to your glorious day. I don't want you. I don't want to keep... I just want to keep you all day. I just want to keep you all day with me, but I will send you back to your day. But I got two more questions for you. And you already brought up his utter, utter deliciousness, uh, Mr. Kevin Costner, who is such a particular kind of 90s hot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's really like time capsule hot, but it doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be Kevin Costner, but y'all, if you haven't at least seen the art for the bodyguard, what are you doing? And if you haven't seen the bodyguard, what are you doing? But in the ultimate scene of the bodyguard, he just scoops her up and gets her out of there. So my question for you is the next time you are having a moment of extreme doubt in your vision, Where, you know, Robin has already come to you in a Target and said, remember who you are. This is beyond that. Okay. We have a male identified hunk celebrity come and just pick you up and carry you out of Target. You don't get to be in Target anymore. What celebrity (laughs) is scooping you up and where are they taking you? Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. And it cannot be
0: Thunder, Robin. Can't be no. thunder. Okay. So I would have to say, which celebrity is scooping me up? You know what? I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be anticlimactic. And I'm going to say Oprah. I know you said Neil. <laughs> well, Oprah's got a lot of maybe, masculine maybe energy. Stedman. Maybe Stedman. Maybe Stedman, Stedman came Br- along. <laughs> Stedman came along on route to my interview with Oprah. And yep. scooped me up and said, no, no, baby girl. Yep. No, no, no. You need to leave Target because the private jet is waiting to pick you up and to go and be interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. That is exactly
1: there you go. what
0: Stedman had to do. And I brought everybody, okay, everybody from Too Legitimate to quit with me. I was like, okay, Good. wait a minute. So how many people can we fit on this plane? I just want to make sure. A lot. There we I'm go. I'm sitting
1: on Gail's lap. I'm <laughs> snuggled up to Gail. Like-
0: snuggled. Uh, Shout out to the
1: famous best friends of the divas that keep us all alive. And my other question for you, Sacred, is (laughs) what is the best way for our listeners to come and experience some of your special brand of love?
0: Oh, well, I would say, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. My whole heart is like singing. So I would say the best way to move forward is you can absolutely reach out on LinkedIn, Sacred Walker like it sounds, like holy, with a D at the end, sacred walker. And if you go to sacred-walker.mykajabi.com, sacred-walker.mykajabi.com, and kajabi is K-A-J-A-B-I.com, you can learn more about our up-and-coming Limitless Leaders group coaching and our retreat, where we're going to be helping you become your own best friend. Um, But the focus of it is really to help you to feel centered, To feel clear and to feel confident, so that when you have that name that shall not be named on your shoulder, you Mm -hmm. have a coach that you've been matched with that's gonna help you to feel limitless and to really pursue your dreams in infinite ways. And so I'm so excited for loving up on you and being your group coach leader. And just connect with us, you'll get all kinds of great gifts and, and, and special treats.
1: Oh, well, I don't wanna look very much further and I don't wanna have to go. Where you won't follow <laughs> Sacred Walker. I'm not holding back again this passion inside. Care with me. Just calm from myself. There's nowhere to hide.
0: Sacred, <laughs> I love you so much. You Thank too, you for love.
1: being my guest today. Oh my Y'all, go blast some Whitney. Go blast <laughs> some Whitney and come right back. I will be back in a second with my final thought and your homework for this week. But yeah, y'all go get that key change energy on and then come on back. Well, hey there. Lately, I've been thinking about one of my very first coaching jobs. I was sub-coaching for this really big women's empowerment and business growth coach. And one of my main jobs was to capture our clients' stories. So they would talk to me, they would tell me everything, they would cry, and I would play Debbie Dictation, write it all down, remove the details that have no business being on the internet, uh, add a little polish, shine a little truth into it, and give it to them, this gargantuan thing to put out onto the internet. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because even then, I thought the way that we tackle this idea of introducing ourselves or telling our stories is fundamentally flawed. On one hand, I would have people who have trauma as part of their story almost opening a vein or reopening a wound in order to try to create resonance. And on the other hand, I had other women in that same program coming to me and saying, Annie, I don't have any trauma. Is my story not going to be good? Am I not going to be able to make any money because my childhood was too happy? No, y'all. No. Your story matters. And what you've been through matters. But I'm going to take a page from Whitney and talk about how there can be miracles when you believe. Belief is so important as a connective tissue between you and your prospects, as a differentiation between you and your competitors, as a beacon out into the world of what it's like to do business with you and why people can feel good about supporting you. So your homework this week is to infuse some of your beliefs into your website. Now, if that means a religious or political belief, fine. Okay, that's you. That's a rocky landscape that I navigate all the time. But if you want to go ahead, but I'm talking more about your beliefs as to how your industry should run, how your clients should be treated, what kind of world we're building, where we're falling down in taking better care of each other. Where are we going and how do we get there together? What do we collectively have to look forward to? And how can we change this place for the better if we all band together? That has deep, deep resonance, regardless of what happened to you in third grade. Hey, thanks for listening. If this episode kept you laughing and learning... I have two requests for you. First, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on your platform so you never miss an episode. And also, more importantly, if you are looking for support, inspiration, networking, collaborations, or just a chance to hang out with me, Annie P. Ruggles, and our fantastic guests make sure that you are a member of our LinkedIn community, The Legitimati. It is a weird and wonderful place. I can't even believe it's on LinkedIn. And we want you there. You'll find the link in the show notes. Big shout out, as always, to the fabulous dudes who helped me make this show. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My theme composer, Riley Horbacio. And my show art creator, Francois Vigno. See you next time.